Hello and welcome to Say That, the podcast for your big questions get real answers. My name is Matt King. I'm your host here in the city of Chicago. Joining us here is Jed Brewer. Greetings! With us all the way from Rutgers, Tennessee is Lee Younger. I'm also here and I just had the most amazing revelation that I didn't tell my fellow hosts off, uh, off thread, which I'm going to share with everybody now, which is that uh, we had some high school folks over at our house recently. Christy made chili. She's very Ooh. good at making chili. And one of our friends had gotten to the uh, ripe age of 17 years and had never eaten chili before. Wow. He loved chili so much that before he left the house, he said, would you please tell me anytime your wife makes this food? (laughs) So this past week, Christy announced, I'm making chili. Jack's having some guys over to spend the night. And so I texted my friend Manny and I said, Manny, Christy's making chili. The immediate text back was, say less. (laughs) <laughs> in seven minutes, he was at the house. My man had four bowls of chili, and I just want you two guys, my fellow podcast hosts, to ponder, what if 17 years old was the first time you had experienced chili? Oh, dude, 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 dude. With the well, whole you know, Fritos and, and, and cheese, all, all the amenities. Well, you know, bro, my heart in this moment is going out to Manny because I, I'm like, I'm happy for him. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't, it's not a matter of how long it took to get there. You got there. That's the key (laughs) thing. But my heart goes out because I wonder, have you had a chili dog? Wow, dude. Now, now I know the next hangout Manny and I are going to have to have, it's going to have to be experience the chili dog, but we're not going to go to Indiana to get the the sky or what is it? Is it Cincinnati that Cincinnati. does the skyline, yeah. Chili? skyline yeah. chili? Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not that doing is, that. That is not chili. That is not at some all. sort of nightmarish soup that ought not be. <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking, and this is just you know the realities of age. Uh, a young man of 17, first experience with chili, he likes it. Second experience, four bowls of chili. The phrase yep. four bowls of chili. Made me need to lay down because of like the only thing I could think was the ten days of heartburn I would have. Yeah, Dude, it's so funny. My my fourteen year old son telling the story to one of his sisters later on was, "Dude, you cannot imagine how much chili this guy ate." <laughs> he just kept going back for more and more chili. As a result, we have no more Fritos. <laughs> there's a supply chain shortage in the kitchen that's exactly right it's hit by a natural disaster yeah <laughs> this was this yeah. was a sideline culinary emergency i just had to let everybody in on that no it's great man so there in futurama there's this episode where zoidberg has for the first time i think it's sardines i, I think is what he has and so he scarfs down like an entire container and kind of like his, you can watch his pupils dilating as she turns and just goes more. And like, I, I think, I think we all have foods where like, that's our, like, you know, I would like my ninth bowl, please. Yeah. I, I celebrate that. We, we, we've all got our, our kryptonite. That's absolutely right. Well, that that's the thing. If you are one of our younger listeners about the aging process is when you're 17, 21, that means that whatever that food is, you just, as often as you can get it, you're just like going to go ham. Yeah. When you round into 30, mid thirties, late thirties, forties, that you, you still have that food, but your only thought is I can only get near this once a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly There's right. There's a horrible <laughs> price to be extracted. 
That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Like I think we a lot of us who maybe went and visited family over the holidays recently or whatever, there was an age where you maybe didn't connect with your your I think stereotypically it's always the mom. Because you know, you've you're visiting from college or maybe young adulthood and you you're getting ready to leave and there's the just the piling on of leftovers and yeah. just like, please take it. We bought it for you. And, Oh, I can't have this in the house. And there's what's going on here. Is this a stealth way to try to, they think I can't afford food or like, is this just a yeah. weird, like, trying, and then you realize, no, as you're, you know, 35, like, no, they, they can't have that in the house. That's dangerous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly. That's a health right. issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a young person who's on your third bowl of chili, it'll happen to you too. Yeah, well, yeah, well. <laughs> Enjoy those Fritos now, man. Yes, and that yeah. was the first of maybe many uh, macabre warnings that will come in this episode. <laughs> because, yeah. um, once again, we have to do an emergency Palooza episode here because we have been sent more nonsense than questions <laughs> in the last week <laughs> by people Which who is great. engage with this show. And we find plenty ourselves. But uh, that's about where we are. And I think since we're on the the topic of what we intake into our bodies and the effect that can have, that brings me that brings us to, I think, a very good one from uh, Twitter user April a joy. She found this as uh, a somebody sent her tweet to us, but somebody she had found this somewhere on the Internet. And I quote from some Christian influencer. Breast milk is fine if you can't afford formula, but you're taking your chances. I'd like you, dear listener, to take a second and guess where this is going. Is it a weird, like, mom-shaming thing? Um, Is it like a kind of COVID conspiracy? You're taking your chances. Get that locked in your mind. Where do you think this is going? I hope you're wrong, because if you guess this one, that's, that's concerning. You're taking your chances. That baby is drinking a solution that is filtered through every transgression and toxin your body has committed <laughs> or come into contact with. The Bible what? tells us that we are all born in sin and breast milk is born of us. Formula is born from his plan, but without the sin of the body, it's like the Christ of baby drinks. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? This should get some kind of award for making up a thing to be scared about and then making up a Christian-y thing to be scared about? Your child Man. is consuming sin via breast milk. This is like the culinary version of soul ties. <laughs> yeah. 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 I gotta be honest, like, I, like to, to quote Ron Burgundy, I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. Like, you <laughs> ate an entire wheel of cheese here. Like, I... I like there's 12 things that are wrong simultaneously, like factually wrong, morally wrong, religiously wrong. I mean, like weirdly wrong, weirdly wrong. I mean, yeah. like you, you've covered so much terrain. Like that's an accomplishment, man. Like, yeah. you know, we call him Alexander the great. Cause he killed so many people and you are great in that sense. This <laughs> is like, it's it, you are, you are wrongly great. It's really impressive. Oh, what a great sentence. <laughs> Jed, I think you're saying that there is, even if someone accomplishes something in the wrong direction, you say, well, yeah, they still put a lot of effort in Absolutely. and really applied themselves. And this is kind of that for 
totally making up a problem where there isn't one. Yeah. Like, and here we, I think as we, as ever, we should, we should spare a thought for, uh, uh, women, mothers, young mothers, maybe people are trying to figure that out things. I, I understand from my friends who've had kids that there is a weird shame that's put on formula using formula instead of breastfeeding in some circles. Right. Which is obviously utter nonsense. Uh, that's why formula was invented. It's, it's good for them. So you can just use that. That's the, the miracles of science. Right. Uh, but I love the idea of being, you know, a young Christian maybe lean person looking in some forum or something online, trying to find some, some details about, you know, the health of your baby and opening up and finding out, Oh, breast milk is, is fine. If you can't afford formula, be like, Oh, this is an interesting switch on the, the thing I'm normally being shamed for. And then flipping on through to find out that you're, uh, passing on original sin via this activity. There's also something very like Christian culture about what is clearly some like weird, being very, very serious about an idea like original sin and not understanding any of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. That's right. That's right. You get the full Madison. Well, I really do love the idea that like your bodily secretions are imbued with all of your prior indiscretions. Because, like, you know, like, I like the idea, like, you know, I mean, sweat is obviously another, you know, bodily secretion. And I like the idea that during the summer months, you know, when it's, uh, you know, a little warm outside, you, you know, you're, you're, you're a little, you're a little damp. They're like, I'm walking around and people are like, oh man, like 30 years ago, that dude had all the Crunchwrap Supremes. <laughs> like, I, I love that the people can just sense it from like my pheromones. I, I like the idea of like, in an, like, in an anime sense that you could like, like if you picture an anime scene where somebody's just like hunkering down and like they're getting really, really upset and the face scrunches up and they start to, to tear up and cry and they could just kind of projectile cry. <laughs> the fact that they used to listen to Nickelback onto you. <laughs> oh, those are Chad Kroger tears. Gross. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I really like the idea, and maybe we can pitch this as one of our many uh, sad business ventures because someone's got to believe that you can smell the sin. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like based on whether it's somebody in the sweat or the tears or something, like oh, I really smell. You can really. I have a finely honed my gift is I can smell the avarice. It's my <laughs> spiritual gift. It's the April Ludgate wine tasting from <laughs> Parks and Rec. Yeah, a bouquet of self interestedness. Yes. <laughs> so a very strong start out of the gate. Um, don't do that. Whatever that is. <laughs> Again, I know it's we're don't. well into 2023 at this point, but it's not too late for resolutions. So less of that would be a great one, I think. And that leads us to speaking of things we could really do with less of than we thought we had gotten with less of. Uh, apparently, and we've we've talked about this before, that uh shamed megachurch pastor Mark Driscoll has like a uh carnival barker of old, someone selling snake oils and tonics. When he got run out of Seattle, he just kind of moved on to the next town and has put up stakes in Scottsdale, Arizona. Founded a, a church there. And you may think, well, if you had a high profile falling out, you got fired from your church. Again, and this is important that we bring this up every time we talk about the Mark Driscoll story. 
not as far as anyone knows for um, any kind of a sexual assault or financial impropriety, the other things that large membership churches have recently been scandalized. You just were too big of a jerk to keep being a pastor. That's a lot. Wow. That's rough. Impressive. So, you know, you go to a new, you go to a new town, you flee to Arizona as miscreants in this uh, country have done for centuries at this point. And you think maybe, maybe you keep your head down. Maybe you open a nice soup kitchen. Maybe you just, you know, a small family church and kind of attempt to live out your days in service of your fellow man, live on some book residuals. Nope. They started putting up some billboards. Aha. And uh, here's a a great, uh, just general rule, I think, in life is if your views on something spiritual can be contained and expressed via billboard or bumper sticker, that's bad. Oh, that's Mm. true. You should. That's really true. You should rethink that stance. (laughs) It might be too reductive. Yeah, like. (laughs) You know, you don't like Chevy, so you get Calvin peeing on the Chevy logo. This is, you know, this is an opinion that can be summed up in this graphic format. Once we get into, you know, the mysteries of the great beyond, that should, that should not be a billboard, billboardable concept. And other things that maybe shouldn't be best expressed by billboards are things like um, marital relations. And the yeah. the mysteries of intimacy, and uh, that's what they're putting up billboards about. Ah, uh-huh. and you may think, well, are there are they at least being tasteful, helpful, clever? No, you knew you knew that before you even asked. They're not doing that. <laughs> they're going for weird puns. Married couples: colon has your bedroom become your board? B o r e d room. We're here to help. TrinityChurch.com slash real romance. Cool. Married question mark. Stop being cellmates and start being soulmates. TrinityChurch.com slash real romance. No. That's a Rodney Dangerfield joke, guys. That's uh that is cat skills comedy. (laughs) Wow. And finally, that's a straight up party foul, that one right there. That is that is not how you do puns. That's not how you do jokes. That cannot be how you get people to come to church. And finally, this one's not even trying. The same God who heats our heats up our valley wants to heat up your marriage. TrinityChurch.com slash real romance. The valley they're referring okay. to, being that it's in Arizona, I assume is being ravaged by climate change and will not have potable water soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's a safe bet. So I, I want to offer one, this is obviously ridiculous and, and a very bad idea and very poor taste, but I want to offer one condition under, wi- under which I'm willing to kind of go with some of this. And it's kind of inspired by the, you know, the last one with the same God, blah, blah, blah. If I show up to your church and you've reimagined all of your worship music as though it were being performed by Barry White, uh-huh. I'm prepared to hear you out. Right. Uh-huh. Like if it's, if it's, you know, the Love Unlimited <laughs> Orchestra, you know, and we're we're sure. playing. You know, you know. Uh, I would also accept Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on era. You know, but if, if we're doing that, I'm prepared to give you five minutes of your sermon to hear what you got. But that those I, are my terms. 
I must hear Jed do Our God is an Awesome God is Barry White. Oh, damn. Let, let me pull it up as we're discussing, and I'll, I'll, I'll prep for that. Well, uh, tangentially, while you're pulling that up, there was a, a worship song that came out several years ago, which was one of the most just K-lovey, banal things, where I believe the chorus was something of like, about to get our worship on, and this is a horrible <laughs> phrase used, and now I'm just picturing that in full Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah. Also, while Jed looks this up, I will point out that... um. People across this great nation and land of ours who program kind of the background music for, um, for restaurants, for public buildings, or a lot of those are like Spotify lists now, please take Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On out of that, because I have had the unfortunate <laughs> situation of standing in a deli waiting to order, and that coming on, and here's the thing, there's nowhere you can look. And everybody in the room knows there's nowhere you can look. I can one up that Matt, and this Please. is super unfortunate. But uh, in the dental hygienist chair, oh, being and being scraped upon, and Marvin Gaye's sexual healing came on oh. the playlist. Now, very much the opposite musical experience of that I have been in the dentist chair getting and Novocaine out of my mind, and that we that crappy song where Kid Rock tried to like cover Sweet Home Alabama came on. Oof. And that is the most trapped I've ever felt in my life. I have never, I've been inside <laughs> County Jail. I have never been more conscious of the fact that I couldn't leave a place than laying back in a dentist chair. But wanted to. So and bad. hearing, and being like, okay. And then hearing Kid Rock's voice and being like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, with Kid Rock, I, I want to be clear, right? Like, you know, I've, I've been making music as a part of my work for a long time. And, and you know, it's a part of that. And I really do mean this. Like, I don't, in, in general, I don't think there's good music or bad music. I, I really don't. I think it's just, it's just what you like. And that's totally cool. With the exception of Kid Rock, that is objectively bad music. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And I, I don't mean morally. It's not like somebody's got bad messages. I just mean it's bad. You should stop listening to it. Him and Meatloaf. Those are the two wrong musics. Everything else is fine. Kid Rock and Meatloaf are not. You should be ashamed of yourself. Okay, let's just so pull. Let's hold up there for a second. I've never heard Jed go here before. I'm so excited. (laughs) So Jed has given us said that the whole of music. There's nothing you know, good, bad. It's has no objective reality to it. It's just what you yeah. like, except for kid rock and meatloaf. Yeah. I and hate here's them the thing. so much. I can't find any commonalities. <laughs> if you have said, yeah. except like kid rock and Limp Bizkit, I'd be like, okay, Jed doesn't, Jed's not doing the new metal rap rock thing. That's cool. <laughs> but kid rock, bad corn. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Josh Davis. Great. Meatloaf. Bad. <laughs> 80s Peter Gabriel, fine. Yeah, it's fine, man. It's, I mean, we all we all loved in your eyes. It's just if someone said like all movies are great, <laughs> except <laughs> the Fast and the Furious three, <laughs> and a Walk in the Clouds. Yeah, I was trying to figure that it wasn't like a classic, but then just some <laughs> random movie from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I think we all well, learned about so- something about Jet on this episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now I'm just sure that almost sure that Meatloaf and Kid Rock have been in the same room 
And I desperately want to know if they've worked on a song together so that we can find the thing Jed hates most in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And, and please let that song be a jingle for some sort of Taco Bell creation that Jed really loves. (laughs) Oh man. That's rough. I, I'm I'm doing a quick Google because now I'm fascinated to know if they've if they've ever worked together. Yeah, I'm doing a quick Google as well, and all I'm finding is uh, the headline over and over again: Neil Young, Kid Rock, and Meatloaf at the center of this week's COVID culture war. So I yeah. guess we did find something they have in common. Also, Neil, what are you doing? What are you doing there, Neil? Uh, the internet. You never make things better, do you? That is, that's what we call a recurring theme, Jed. <laughs> which, which brings us back to re-spice up your marriage with Pastor Mark. That's the other thing. Um, I don't want Mark Driscoll's advice about anything at this point, but, and I don't sure. mean to trade in crude stereotypes, but I do think there is a certain level to which you can look at someone and the choices they make and how they present themselves to the world and think, this is someone who engages in a fulfilling, intimate relationship with their partner. And I don't know Mark Driscoll or his wife, but I'm not putting money on it. So my thing is, if you were fired from the job where you, you know, your job is to listen to people, encourage them, care for them and serve them. If you were fired from that job because you were too much of a jerk, why would I listen to anything that you have to say? about kindness, romance, intimacy, or friendship. Why indeed? That is an interesting kind of, obviously in the Bible, there's a, a prescription for who should be, get to be an elder in the church. And it's very specific that they should only have one spouse, that their children should talk well of them. That In general, it paints the picture of they should have a somewhat... And obviously, no, there's no such thing as a perfect domestic life, but they should have their familial relationships and spouse relationships in good working order before they would deign to be in some kind of spiritual leadership. And we've all, uh, we're all aware of situations where it came out that maybe the marriage wasn't working so well, and then the other thing failed. I like this being the reverse of, well, the people who only had to spend 40 hours a week with you decided they'd rather not be a church than have to keep doing that. Uh, I think it gives us a little peek towards married life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, you're hiring writers. Hire better ones, because I'm still... Stop being cellmates and start being soulmates. That is... That is like a Flintstones-level joke. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know how, and like, this is true on YouTube and it's true on TikTok and whatnot. Like there's this genre of reaction videos, right? Like sure. you're going to you're take somebody who knows something about something and kind of show them a thing. You film their reaction. I really desperately want to get like a really qualified, really experienced, you know, certified sex therapist and film their reaction to the sermon materials from the real romance series. <laughs> wow. I also dude. like, and I think that's brilliant. The other thing I enjoy is if you're, you're obviously podcasting is a visual medium, you're listening, you're not looking at this, but so all these billboards are a blue background with white text. 
And maybe you can think of something else in the marital area that's a pretty popular product. Maybe a pill that has blue and white <laughs> messaging. And if you yeah. took out trinitychurch.com, just what do you think this would be an ad for? Married mm-hmm. couples, has your bedroom become your boardroom? We can help. Real romance. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if your church billboard could be confused for a generic Viagra ad, that's not great. Nope. Also, how is how is the word boardroom spelled in that ad? Are they double punning? Is it are they using the word board as a as a conjugation of boring? Yep, B-O-R-E-D. Oh Lord have mercy. Oh gosh. Yeah, they paid That's some marketing firm like real money to come up with this. That's the saddest part of all. Well, no, everything about it's the saddest part of all. It's it's an omni sadness. Well, while we're on the topic of signage, let's move on to another one that is strange in a different way, but I think has some whimsy to it. This is a Burger King in, I don't know where it is, but uh, Burger King, someone snapped a picture of a sign. And you know, out front, they'll have the uh, 99 cent Whopper. And also they'll put if they're hiring. So they may put, you know, $16 an hour or morning shift available, some kind of information about this. This one says, do you have a servant's heart? Apply inside. (laughs) What? Okay. For the Burger King? Yeah, I don't like that's that's not a ringing endorsement. Like I've had some interviews for not great jobs. I've I don't think I've I've never worked in directly in the food service industry. I've worked in like the grocery industry. But about the time someone for a totally secular hourly job asks you, do you feel like you have a servant's heart? It's time to get up and leave. Yeah, yeah no, I, I worked in food service in in that uh, in high school. I worked in a Dunkin' Donuts. And so if that counts as food service, it does. Yeah, no, it counts as service, service for sure. The other part. <clears throat> eh. But yeah, here's what I'm telling you. The only metric is I do a thing so that you'll give me money. There, there is no servant's heart involved in, uh, in plying the trade of Dunkin Donuts. That's not the way that works. <laughs> and it's the same for Burger King. Yeah. I, uh, we, we've we all, I think, experienced in the kind of post-COVID economy with the quiet quitting and the reduction in the labor force, the idea of maybe we've all seen go viral, like the, the weird kind of small business owner who puts up the sign like, we're closing today because nobody in this generation wants to work anymore. Yep. If you want, if you want to work, you know, if you don't think that $7 an hour is, isn't enough to live on, you can apply inside or whatever. And that's like bad. And you know, you, nobody, we know why no one wants to work for that person, but adding the spiritual element to the Burger King job is like, that's, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I think it's Oswald Chambers, right? The old book, you know, my utmost for his, for his highest, right? Is that right? Yep. Right. I'm, I'm envisioning kind of a version of that. Like, my uh, your utmost for our minimum and that's the <laughs> that's the pitch that we're putting out there that's funny dude yeah yeah i like that that's 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 happy 
your utmost for our minimum. Yeah, that's mm, that's right up there. Yeah, that's um. Here's the here's the other weird thing I just thought to myself that is a disturbing thought. Would anyone blink at that if it was outside of a Chick Fil A? No. <laughs> no. There's something very uniquely disconcerting about it being Burger King. Yeah, that is super weird, man. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in a lot of Burger Kings, and I'm not proud of that fact, but it's the truth. And let's let's be honest, man. Like, you know, it's like here here's the thing, and I'm not trying to disparage the Burger King Corporation, but you know, we can this is a safe place for us to be honest about things. Like I've played in some venues where you definitely shouldn't touch anything. Like you should keep your hands to yourself and like, you know, like if you need to enter the bathroom, try and like go only as far into the room as strictly speaking necessary. Like one of those kind of places, right? Like, cause I mean, the floor could just collapse at any moment. Right. And basically every Burger King I've ever been in has pretty much that same vibe. We're like, I'm walking in the door and we, we all know what this is. I shouldn't be in here. And I'm hoping no one sees me enter or leave. And, you know, like that's, that's not really a place where, you know, servant heartedness or, or, or charity, like it's just, you know, like, you know how Arby's at one point, like they, they made their slogan, we have the meats, yeah. which I, I think they thought was clever, right? Like that is a dystopian statement that totally summarizes the Burger King. Burger King is meat for money. That is what we do here. We will give you meat for money. Nothing more, nothing less. Like if fine dining is an experience and that's what you're paying for, this is literally the opposite. You are enduring something unspeakably horrible in order to get meat for money. That's what this is. Let's like pretending it's anything else is just insulting everyone involved. Just less words. Don't even look me in the eye. Give me that bag of meat. Here's money. Now I'm leaving bag of meat <laughs> they named their sandwich the whopper it is onomatopoetically sounds like you're getting smacked <laughs> you knew what this was <laughs> but I, I, we've all have we all seen recently uh, recently as we recorded this probably in the last couple weeks there was a a new entry in the genre of waffle house fight video no and in this particular one wow. um there's a, a young lady who's standing at the grill Behind the counter, if you've been to Waffle House, there's tends to be a, a long counter that separates the uh, the employees from the the people the patrons, and there had apparently been some some strong words exchanged, and someone picked up one of the metal chairs and threw it at this particular employee, who with one hand reached out and snatched it out of the air. <laughs> And then the <laughs> unfortunate patron decided they were going to try to jump over the thing and they got the absolute brake speed off of them. <laughs> but if you, if you're not from the American South, you may not be familiar. Apparently it's particularly in larger cities, a place like Atlanta. Um, it is known that waffle house staffers will mess you up. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. like, that's a thing. Like, yeah. So if they put out on waffle house now hiring, must be able to fight. You're yeah, like, well, that tracks. If yeah. they put that out in front of the Chick-fil-A, you'd be like, well, that's strange. <laughs> and what this is, 
making me think beyond just like, that's a weird Christian thing. Don't do that from a Burger King standpoint. Like you just don't have strong enough branding. Like as Jed's saying, you know, Chick-fil-A is the very, you know, you could get away with servant hearted McDonald's is kind of all American and stuff. Burger King's just like, we all, the employees don't want to be here. You don't really want to be here, but we're all just nope. getting along. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, from from one type of signage to another kind that we have mentioned, uh, from a k- kind of store signage to the bu- the bumper sticker. It's time we all calm down with the bumper stickers. Um, and I I we found one on Twitter, which is someone who on the back of their Honda Odyssey has. The entire back window is taken up with this text. Need something? Question mark. Ask me. I am a Christian. Uh, Christ, the Christ part of Christian, all caps. That is not specific enough, friend. <laughs> like when you be- when you accept the Lord Jesus, do you become an expert in all things? Well, certainly, and some a supplier of all things. Tend to think that, yeah. Do you have some kind of weird bottomless room of requirement bag of tricks here where if I go up there and I'm like a DVD copy of the uh, 1998 Survivor WWF Survivor Series, please? You're like, yes, sir. Like, oh, well, he was I needed something and I asked. I would be fascinated. I mean, like. In in a obviously this is not a, a good idea what this person is doing, but like I'd love to ask them in a no judgment way, like walk me through like your ideal customer interaction, <laughs> right? Like when pe- when people are planning a business, right? I mean, like they have like an ideal customer in mind and like you know like a, a market opportunity, like our customer needs this, so we're going to supply it. And I would I would just love to know. I'd be fascinated. Who is your customer and what is it that they want from you? Yeah, what what's your plan here? is a very important question when you put something on your vehicle. Cause the last thing I want in traffic is someone uh, just following me because they need something. I don't, I try my best in my life to offer to be helpful to the people around me, but not in the car. Like you're in your <laughs> car and I'm in my car. It's very important that these bubbles stay separate. Let's, let's refine that. Like generally not in public. Yeah. Like, like in, I I sent a, uh, I sent a humorous video to my, a thread that I'm in uh, with my mom and my little sister the other day. And it was one of these things where like, you know, it was funny because a young child was using profanity and it was hilarious. And so I sent Always it. Always classic. Um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a great theme. And my mother responded to the thread with, Number one, this was a great video. I laughed a lot. Number two, I opened it in the waiting room of a doctor's office. Everybody <laughs> heard it. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, Mom, your problem is that you are not in the always wear headphones in public generation, which Jody and I are definitely in. And we understand that you always wear headphones in public. There are many reasons for this. One is the video with the child using profanity. You can open all of them in the safety of knowing that I'm not offending anyone. Two, I don't have to interact with anyone in public because I'm wearing headphones. 
whether yeah. or not I'm listening to anything. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I may not be able to help with anything, but I'm definitely wearing headphones. Please don't ask me for anything. Yeah. Um, also, to to Jed's point of like, what's what's the customer reaction? Do you just want them to follow you home? <laughs> like, and this is good because they shouldn't. But then, like, they're like their phone number is not under anything. Yeah. Do you want them to pull someone to pull up beside you and just a little sixty mile an hour evangelism going on here? <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. the idea of somebody pulling up beside this guy at a red light and asking him like for random random bits of trivia. Yeah. Just yeah. like ask me anything. Is that what the is that what the sticker said? Ask me anything or need, need something, something question need mark. something. I need Which to is know. Way broader than gross even to, ask me anything. Right. What was the gross domestic product of France? In 1921. I need to know. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Well, one of the things I'm trying to imagine here, right, is something like, you know, we kind of all grew up in, in evangelical circles, at least a little bit. And so, like, like, we get what it is this person's going for. It's not well executed or well thought through. But, like, I, I, I kind of get what you want. But I'm trying to imagine what how this reads to someone that did not grow up around evangelical Christianity, uh, particularly with the all caps on Christ in Christian. Yeah. And uh, like, that's pretty out there, man. Like <laughs> it's a bit of a hat on a hat from a design perspective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, cause it would be, it would be easy to read this as need something. Ask me, I am a Christ. Ian. As though like he's having an <laughs> argument with some guy named Ian and he's trying to prove a point. And, and he's I love one of the, the Christs. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that this dude's in like a weird cult group. And he's like, it's not that I follow Christ. I'm one of them, baby. Like, uh, cool. I mean, like, normally if you're in a cult group, you probably want to keep that on the down low, man. Like, you don't you don't usually want to put that on the back of your car. But maybe Ian really pissed you off and it's time that Ian learned a lesson and he just, he needs to know what's up. And you know what? Maybe you need to air your dirty Ian laundry, man. That's cool. I do love the idea of carrying just someone who sees this vehicle going by in town, just going and buying their own kind of decal <laughs> set and just having the comma ready and just whenever this thing pulls over, hopping out and just putting the comma between the T and Christ and E. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is good quality pranking is what that is. This is good, clean fun. Uh, as we, there are many problems with this particular uh, setup. One is that it lacks what people in marketing call a clear call to action. Yeah. As Jed's pointing out uh, from, from home, as in from the street I live on because my wife took a picture <laughs> Uh, from to a from a very similar crazy back of also a Honda Odyssey. I don't know what that's about. I oh. I think it's just that Honda sells a lot of vehicles. Why not? Yeah. They're fine quality craftsmanship. But maybe there's a dark underbelly to the Honda Odyssey, particularly. So this is uh, a picture my wife took of a van she was behind. Uh, Michael Junior Christ is apparently this gentleman's name. Yeah. A lot going on there. Prayer, praise, dancing for dad. Contact for booking events. Then gives his email, which is a totally different name, making me think that 
Michael Jr. Christ is some kind of stage name, persona. <laughs> Give God some of your time, God waiting on you to grab his hand. I'm not the Christ. I'm the Junior Christ. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Mike. Yeah, not Michael Christ Jr., by the way. Very clear, Junior in the middle, Michael Jr. Christ. <laughs> Michael, right, I got Junior Christ. <laughs> it's a position. Exactly. <laughs> It's, it's assistant to the junior Christ. <laughs> so this one has more of a, a mystery feel because the email address is a name that's different, but apparently this is Michael junior Christ. Uh, you can contact them for booking events. Not entirely sure what that means, but he doesn't really explain what he does. Prayer, praise, dancing for dad. Does that mean is the dad, the titular dad here, God? Is that part of the praise dancing? Does he only teach fathers how to do this? <laughs> this is never good when you say this. The back of this van leaves me with more questions than answers. <laughs> also, yeah. proofreading, God waiting on you to grab his hand. There's, there's, I can't, I'm not exactly sure which article is missing in that sentence, but something is missing there. Something's missing. All right. Well, yes, one could argue that several things are missing there. Do you think if he does enough good dancing, he will graduate to being Michael senior Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, eventually if he sticks with it, you know, and kind of shows some, you know, dedication and initiative. Absolutely. Right. He's got a real future in this company, but, you know, these things don't happen overnight. That's right. You start <laughs> off as a junior Christ. You put in a couple of put in a couple of years. We see some growth plans. You hit your KPIs, your OKRs. Maybe you become a senior Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we've learned, I think, from the last couple of stories here is it's, it's not going well via written mediums for the Christians expressing uh, certain concepts. Let's see if they're doing any better via the spoken word. Uh-oh. I'm going to drop some audio in here that if you grew up uh, evangelical, Christian, it, it will sound familiar to you. Uh, it's a gentleman. Uh, give him the standard spiel. G- you can have eternal life through Jesus. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. You can pray this prayer right now. You may have heard this on the, the street corner of your, your college. You may have heard this, you know, from just random people wandering around in the streets. If you live in certain places. So listen to this unhindered and now imagine the worst place this could be happening. Think about it, because these things happen in some bad places, you know, random high traffic areas where people are are uninterested, maybe even like if someone's really losing their mind, kind of a hospital or something. This is happening inside an airplane. Oh, wow. Judging by the screens being either black or a map, it sounds like an airplane that hasn't taken off yet. Wow. Um, That's not helping anything. Please keep your seatbelts fastened, your tray tables 
stowed away, and please stop proselytizing the other passengers. <laughs> yes, for many reasons. One, no one's interested. You're creeping us all out. And you're def- the more you talk about eternal destinations in an airport context. Yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Draw some unwanted attention. And now again, uh, more is the pity that you, you, dear listener, cannot see the visual because this is, you know, a random standard issue white dude. I don't say that judgmentally. I'm one myself. But the, the amazing visual is he has on his blow-up neck pillow throughout this yeah. screed. Which makes me wonder, like, was this just a spur-of-the-moment decision? Because he looks like he was planning to, like, well, I was going to nap. <laughs> but maybe I'll give <laughs> a sermonette at a 300 people who are just trying to get to Vegas. Yeah, let me just get some sweet, sweet witnessing in. The funniest part of the video to me, Matt, was when he asked people if he gave the whole gospel, the whole gospel spiel, asked if anybody wanted to receive the Lord Jesus, raise your hand if you do. And literally somebody behind him out of his field of vision raised their hand, <laughs> but he couldn't see them because of the neck. And pillow. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't have the range of motion. It's the neck <laughs> pillow of Satan. <laughs> Blinding his eyes to the truth. Well, Seducing him with comfort. He was warned. He was a lover of comfort rather than a lover of God. And look what happened. There are none as blind as those who buy the neck pillow at the airport store. (laughs) (laughs) Lee is right. The person behind him appears to be a young person. And I can only guess is sarcastically raising their hand. Yes. (laughs) But he has no idea. That he actually may have a convert here because of the neck pillow. <laughs> so instead, and this, there's a metaphor for something in here. So instead of like turning, trying to have a conversation, find out if anybody takes him up, he just starts like doing the sinner's prayer in the hopes that people will follow oh, along gosh. with him. My That's man. Good. Yeah. Like, I, as to quote Kermit the Frog, I want to go on record as being against the use of violence for conflict resolution. However, no jury in the world would convict anyone who absolutely busted you upside the head for acting this way in public. Yeah. That is, as they say, not it. (laughs) Well, And in true say that fashion, we have saved by far the worst for last. Oh, no. You're welcome. We've gone from the written word to the spoken word. And that brings us to music. And Jed has mentioned earlier in this episode that there's only two types of objectively bad music. That's right. Kid Rock and Meatloaf. Yep. (laughs) Now... Everyone we test straight. his resolve <laughs> in that statement <laughs> with a 15-year-old YouTube video put up by Momentum Church and apparently Pastor Dan Smith called Baby Got Book, parentheses, oh. official. Oh, it's the official version. It is a fully produced, I use that term somewhat loosely, music video for a Bible-based parody of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. 
Yeah. I got to be honest. I didn't make it all the way through this. It is four minutes and 22 seconds long. That's commitment, man. I didn't make it. It is so concerning. There's the audio of it, which is bad. It is, again, a Baby Got Back parody by what definitely appears to be a white guy. Uh, rapping about how he like, and I quote, I like big Bibles and I cannot lie. I like big Bibles and I cannot lie. You Christian brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with a KJV and a bookmark in Proverbs, you get stoked. Got a name engraved so you know this girl is saved. It looks like one of those large ones with plenty of space in the margins. Oh, baby, I want to read with you because your Bible's got pictures. My minister try to console me, but that book you got makes me so holy. I mean, if you were to pause the episode of Say That right now and make a list with all of your friends about all of the things that are bad slash offensive slash stupid slash just gut-wrenchingly annoying about this video, and you were to really, really go for it before hearing before hearing or seeing it, you still wouldn't get there. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one I did notice last time I went through that I'm looking up. It's watermarked. As you know, sometimes people will do with a video with like a, a brand or a website, and it is watermarked with the URL whiteboydj.com. Oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Which takes you to the page for Dan Smith. And we have made fun on this show many times of the uh, pastor, author, speaker bio. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this is way worse. <laughs> Preacher slash rapper slash comedy writer slash Galatians 2.20. Oh, gosh. Cool. That is, um, who is Dan Smith? An Ohio hip hop award winner, 2012 and nominee, 2013, 2017. I don't mean to demean the good people of Ohio and their hip hop scene, but I'm not sure how much of an accomplishment that is. (laughs) Like, does he specify what he was nominated for? No. Uh Uh-huh. I can tell you that I clicked on Ohio Hip Hop Awards with OhioHipHopAwards.com, which he links to, is no longer active. Uh, but you can purchase the domain courtesy of GoDaddy if you like. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> he is also the lead pastor of Momentum Church in Greater Cleveland. He is Ooh. clearly, and here's one of the things I worried about this, because we try to be nice to the people. We really do. Um, not like the Mark Driscoll's of the world, but once you cause that much trouble, you kind of, you know, t- you can take your take your verbal beating from three guys on a podcast that you've never heard of. But, you know, when so- someone puts something out in the world, even if it's as awful as the baby got book, baby got back Bible based parody, you know, whatever. It's not hurting anybody. It's it's lame. It's whatever. Um, but so we we try when we make fun of something to to keep a light tone. I don't want anyone to ever find this and feel bad. From this uh, website, it is very clear. He is very proud of this piece of work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, we wouldn't want to, like, step on someone and say, yeah, you know, I put it out 15 years ago. You know, we tried it, whatever. No, he's uh, in his Who Is Dan Smith. He's got his list. He's got a degree. The dude who brought the viral song video, Baby Got Book, which rocked this website with over 26 million hits in its first year. 
So yeah, the the YouTube the official YouTube video, which maybe there's knockoffs, currently has four four million views. If I go to the Momentum Church channel, which is still on, the everything else has about somewhere from forty to two hundred views. So once again, um, being awful on your way to virality is a strategy. It's not a good one, but it's a strategy. So this video is complete with, uh, you got your turntabling. You've got what appears to be a four foot tall cardboard Bible that they built. (laughs) Uh, You've got him laying in a pile of Bibles, which is something. And maybe if you're a little younger, you haven't had this thought, but anyone who's around our age, um, in the thirties or forties heard Bible themed parody of baby got back and thought of one moment in the song, baby got no, back where they sample the Stanley Kubrick Vietnam, uh, war movie, full metal Jacket, And it is a Vietnamese sex worker saying a line, which I will spare all of you having to hear me say, but yeah. it is promptly sampled and baby got back. And you think, well, it's just one moment. You could skip it, make a little joke out of it. They actually said the phrase, me so holy. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, that's the moment when I stopped the video. Yeah, that was where Lee tapped out. Um, This is not a thing you should have done, folks. Correct. Please stop doing things like this. <laughs> I, I know the, this was 15 years ago, but it's still happening. I love the 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 full-on emergency episodes of Say That so often end in Matt just sadly saying, please stop yeah, don't <laughs> to the this. Christians. <laughs> I'm going to go look. Okay, so to, to give a, a setting in time... So this came out 15 years ago, so that would have been in 2008. So that is from now. Uh, so the Sir Mix-a-Lot song came out in, we figured out, 1992. So that would be roughly 16 years before that. So let's see, what was, what was the big hip-hop song of 2007 that maybe someone is working on a terrible Christian parody of right now? Buy You a Drank, Shoddy Sippin' by T-Pain featuring Young Jock. I guess you could make that about the Eucharist in some way. Yeah. Uh, Umbrella. There's some kind of Christians love repetition. There's something that's, that's maybe true. in there. Glamorous, Fergie featuring Ludacris. I feel like there's some kind of adjective in there you could do with that. Something based on modesty, maybe. Or just righteousness. There you go. Yeah, spelling it out. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I think righteousness is the one there. Um, so someone's probably working on that right now. Uh, this is Why I'm Hot, a song that existed. There's something about, yeah, this is why I'm holy, I think. Sure, sure. We can do that. You could do all these things. But again, let me stress enough, you shouldn't. No. And you do don't. almost anything else. And I think that's the rule. If we want you to take a message from this even emergency episode is 
Uh, it would have been so easy to not do any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> to not make this music video. To not write a weird post about original sin entering a baby's body through breast milk. Yeah. To not the put a weird stickers, thing the on billboards. the back of your Honda Odyssey. The marquee. The Burger King. Yeah, the Burger King marquee. You need to hire people. You could just put apply inside. Yeah. You need to put the weird thing about a servant's heart. Um, <laughs> to, so uh, I take you all the, all the way back to the beginning. To the wisdom of Lee's friend Manny. When he found out that Christy was making chili, responded, say less. Christians, <laughs> in this the year, 2023, do less. <laughs> Normally, we might plead for you to do something helpful, something good, something that will impact the world in a positive way. After this episode, we're too broken for that. Just do less things. Yeah, yeah. Until you can prove that you could actually pull that off. Yeah. Do yeah. less. 2023, do less. Please. <laughs> a tired plea from three men who have to read about the things you do. <laughs> and with that, we will sign off. We will be back next week with a regular episode. If you have a question for us, say that podcast at gmail.com, thebridgechicago.tumble.com slash ask. We want to keep that entirely anonymous. I think it's time for something of a palate cleanser. Let's take it back to basics. Let's play you out with Amazing Grace, a really cool rock version by our friend Glenn Kaiser. We'll take out that. Thanks for listening to this. Remember, we love you. God loves you. There's nothing you can do about it. Amazing Grace.